I'm kidding. Hey guys, welcome back to So Over It. I'm your host, John Benish, and today's episode is exposing my jobs. I hope you guys enjoyed that little intro. I'm very excited to announce that I do have a new microphone for my podcast, so I really hope it makes a difference, and if it doesn't sound like it did, whatever. (laughs) As you read the title, exposing my jobs in the past. This one I'm really excited about, and I don't know if it's going to cause me a little trouble or not, but at the same time, I am long gone those places. I don't really care. Thank you to everyone that has been listening to my podcast. We almost reached 100 streams, which is so crazy to me and makes me so happy. It puts a smile on my face. The other thing that puts a smile on my face is when I am reached out by you guys. I cannot believe the amount of support and people who are enjoying listening to my podcast. It means the absolute world to me. And honestly, I absolutely had one of the worst work days today. I wanted to KI double hockey sticks myself, but I didn't because then there would be a lot of like planning and sad people on the earth. And that's why I just don't do it. Uh, that was morbid. Anyways, okay, let's jump into the podcast. I started working around the age that I crawled out of the fetus and could hold a tool in my hand. It was just like chores around the house. You know, my parents would give me like a weekly allowance, mowing the lawn, trimming grass and weeds, putting away laundry, cleaning the house, vacuuming and sweeping, picking up leaves. My first real kind of job that did establish a lot of my work ethics and morals were some of these lawn mowing businesses around the town of Merrimack. That is where I grew up. And uh, I would do lawn mowing, weed trimming. In the wintertime, I would plow snow for the same local people. Nothing crazy, but it was still a great way to learn how to work and make money. Since then though, my parents made me work for everything that I wanted. I had to pay for my own phone, I had to pay for my own car, I had to pay for gas, all of this stuff. If I wanted it, it was coming out of my pocket. And I'm grateful for it, I'll be honest. Back then I wasn't because I was pissed off because I had to pay for everything. But now I have this amazing credit score as a 21 year old. I couldn't be more thankful that my parents did that. My first official job, I will say, is I worked at Devil's Head. Yikes, I don't even know where to start with Devil's Head. I started started off with lawn care and lawn mowing, grass care, picking up trash. And I actually worked with some of my, with my brother and some of his friends. And we literally just messed around the entire time. It was kind of a joke. Imagine that chubby, sweaty kid in a bright orange shirt working all day in the sun. Like I looked like a melting marshmallow, but it was, it was a great experience. I was just, you know, out of breath all the time. Wow. That is like fat kid trauma dumping right there. I worked at Devil's Head for a couple years. I think I started there when I was actually 14 and it was a great place to start a job. I just wasn't really for me. Shout out to my brother who actually still works there as the head golf superintendent or advisor something sorry kyle i actually don't know what you do i just know you work there and get me free golfing (laughs) after a little bit i then decided to (laughs) leave the next summer i just had a lot of seasonal jobs because this was back in high school even my next job that i started is i worked as a food runner and busser at Fishtails in Lodi. If you haven't been to Fishtails, it's a great on-the-lake restaurant, a little prestigious and pricey, but it has one of the best seafoods, and I absolutely love the food there and the business itself. If you don't know what a busser is, it's someone who cleans tables and sets up and preps tables, silverware and napkins, and cleans up after people are done eating. The other part of my job was a food runner in which I would run the food from the kitchen to the tables. I would help the waitresses and do waters and whatever else the waitresses really needed. And I would prep salads too. And this was a great restaurant job. I always recommend someone working in the food industry because I think it provides a great perspective. And 
found a lot of work experience. One of the biggest things that I take away from it is tipping and understanding what the hell waitresses go through. If you go out there and you don't tip at least 15%, do not think you can go out and afford to eat. That's embarrassing. You are embarrassing yourself. If you can't afford to tip your waiter or waitress, stay in. That's so frustrating. I don't, I have no more to elaborate on that because that is rude and they work their ass off to be treated shitty just so you can eat. And I worked there, but I have a couple horror stories from there actually. I worked there with one of my two best friends at the time. Shout out to Danae and Alyssa. Danae and Alyssa and I, were, we all worked as food runners and bussers there. One of my favorite memories, there's two of them actually that I think of when I talk about fishtails, is there was one time I was food running and I had to take the dirty dishes, or was it bussing? Doesn't matter. I had to take the dirty dishes back to the kitchen so we could get fresh plates cleaned and washed and back out to the tables. The building was so packed. The fish tails itself at the time was separated by a bar and then a dining area. The bar had tile floor and the dining area had carpet. Couldn't really get through everyone and everyone's already a little tipsy and a little sloshed. And then I slip with my tub. I smacked my head on this concrete pad and broke all of these dishes in the tub and the whole entire restaurant went silent. I was so embarrassed. However, I had all these people actually tip me money because they felt bad for me, which is kind of funny in itself, because they're like, oh my God, that's the kid that slipped and fell. I feel so bad for him. And then my boss was like, hey, JJ, if you want to go home, you can totally go home. Yeah, no, I didn't because my dad, I texted him to like come pick me up and he's like, no, you're fine. Are you bleeding? No? Okay, well then you can stay and continue to work. Another one of my favorite memories is Alyssa and I one time, we were closing the shift and we were cleaning up the building, we had a vacuum. Like, well, we have like a couple minutes, like it's already closed, no one's gonna come in, like why don't we just sit down and relax a little bit? My manager comes up to Alyssa and I and he goes, hey, the boss just called and you guys can't be sitting right now. Alyssa and I jump up and we're like, whoa, 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 okay, sorry. I thought we maybe we could sit for 30 seconds, but apparently not. And so Alyssa and I are like, wait, how does he know we were sitting? There was no cameras here at the time. Well, he had microphones in the ceiling and he could hear us chattering and talking to each other instead of doing our job. Technically, I'm not really fired or did I get let go? And I think I might still be on payroll, but I was paid underneath the table. So I don't know, I guess I might could just show up and put on a blue fishtails polo again and hop back to it as if I would ever do that. After that, my next job is I worked at Mary Max Campground in the Baraboo area. I haven't been there, it's a great and beautiful campground. They've changed so much and I'm very proud of the work that they've done. But during my time there, oh boy. So I worked there for four years and I was a campground employee. I would do cooking and deliveries. I would drop off wood and ice and food. I would stock shelves. I would do pricing. I would do cleaning. I'd clean the bathrooms. I would work on plumbing services, etc., etc. And I started this job I think at 9.75. Out of the four years I've been there, I was up to 14 before I left. The most triggering part about this job is they were having me train people. They made someone else a manager who only worked there for three years, but it was their daughter. So that was a little upsetting. And then I go on to find out that the people that I was training were base pay of $14. <laughs> Mm -mm. No, that wasn't gonna slide. I decided to drop down to part-time and look for another job in which I ended up working as an LTE for my mother who started me off at 15. And my boss goes from the campground, she goes, no, I'll consider yesterday your last shift. I was like, oh, okay. 
Good to know. I do have one funny story from that campground experience that I remember, and it's probably one of my favorites, is during my first year, or it might have been my second year, we decided as employees to rent out one of the rental units for a night and get a little tipsy, as Miss Kesha would say. Their 14, 15-year-old son decided to join us. And then the owners, his parents, walked in on us sloshed. I have never seen someone so angry and a bunch of employees scared for their lives that they were not going to be working. And guess who had to work the opening shift the next day? That's right, it was me. So that's one of my favorite memories. And for those of you who are listening that were part of that, because I know some of you might be, yeah, you could probably recall that time. After that job, I did work for my mother. I worked as an LTE where basically I just helped bills, utility bills. I emailed them and sorted them. And I did files and phone calls and I didn't really hate the job. Like I got to work with my mother, which was great seeing her every day and knowing that my boss was <laughs> my mom, it was not for me. And I don't regret it. It's a great opportunity to learn if you want to do a desk job your life. It, it just wasn't something that I wanted to do. That brings me on to going into my junior year of college where I worked at Whitewater Productive Living Systems. Hmm. I have a lot to say about this one, so buckle up. Feel free to go to Handshake or Indeed and read my review of how absolutely shitty that place is. I'm not even afraid to admit it. I left every single shift there crying. I worked as a behavioral technician for residents of disabilities and some of them were in homes that we provided. So five beds, eight beds, four beds. I worked with all types from autism to deaf and blind to aggression to suicide. I had dealt with so much. The third day that I was working, they left me alone on my shift. In their company policy, it literally states you will not be allowed to work alone because you can't handle these types of diagnosed people alone. <laughs> well, I did. And then, since I worked second shift at the time, which was 3 to 11 p.m., I would have to wait for third shift to come in. Those people would sit in the parking lot getting stoned out of their mind and then come in late. They would come in 30 40, an hour late. So I didn't even leave until 12 o'clock at night someday. My manager and boss were like, I don't know what you want me to do about it. I didn't even have an email at the time to like even contact anybody about how frustrating and how ridiculous this was. And when I did, they just were like, sorry, we don't have enough staff to help you right now. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Literally one of our policy states that if you're 15 minutes late, you're terminated. And on top of it, they didn't even have ISPs for these people. They were, this company is so utterly unorganized. Please do not go work there. I cannot exaggerate how they degraded me in my mental health and physical condition because they just knew that I was an eager kid to work and they abused that. They then switched me to a two bed high suicide risk. One of these residents would punch through the drywall to get to the nails of the framing of the building so he could cut his wrists. And they wanted a 20 year old on his own to deal with that. Think about that for a minute. What would you do? Oh, I would just call 911. Really? What about the time that they threw a knife or a fork and stabbed one of your coworkers in the shoulder? Or dented a pan because he hit him in the head with it? Hmm? You can't call the cops on that because that's part of their behavior. Well, I left that very quickly. 
And that brings me to my current job as an RCA resident care assistant at Our House Senior Living and Memory Care in Whitewater. I am very happy to be working there. A lot of certs that can transfer over onto my resume and look very great and have taught me so much about social work and psychology and all of these people skills that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Even though I literally just stated at the beginning of my podcast how much I hated my job today, but that doesn't mean that I am not impacting people. So if you have a friend out there or a family member that is a nurse or an LPN or a CNA, please text them or call them and let them know how much you appreciate what they do. I can guarantee it 100% that they will be so thankful and so happy to hear that. Healthcare workers aren't appreciated enough these days. There is one job that I was debating about bringing up, and I think for the hell of it I will, just to kind of wrap up the podcast. And that is, if you didn't know, I was an RA in Whitewater. Good old resident assistant, Wells East 10th floor. And I didn't really hate the position I just didn't know what I was doing half the time and I will say I think in total grand of it I did save seven thousand dollars because the RE position does pay you on top of it while paying for room and meal plan so it's great if you just want to have your own room as a sophomore get away with a lot of stuff that you probably wouldn't normally be able to because you're the one who's the RA I don't know if it was for me you know I think about that sometimes I was grateful that it was during COVID because there really wasn't much to do do I think I could do it now that I'm 21 no because I love the bars too much my struggles came from being on that 10th floor and i think that kind of turned me off from the position at the time all floors in wells east and wells west but i think the other dorms too had like specialty floors they were labeled something and the 10th floor at the time was upperclassmen single room i was the youngest one on the floor while there was 21 year olds 22 year olds 23 year olds they were drinking i mean i wasn't gonna do anything about it nor could i the entire year i listened to my neighbor next to me banging all these people and changing out girls every two weeks. And I remember one time in the elevator, I was like, oh, are you so-and-so? And she goes, no. And he looks at me like, really, dude? Yeah, no, that was that was really awkward, actually. So that was fun. Those are my jobs over the years. Whatever you guys are doing now, I hope you're really not beating yourself up about it. Just don't forget that you're still young and you still have time to figure out what you want to do. And if you are miserable, quit that shit. Do it. Do not spend your prime days being miserable over something that is taking so much out of you but not giving anything back. Take time for yourself too. Reflect on what it is that you want. If you got skills and they can be applied somewhere else that make you much happier, go and do it. There's no guarantee of how long we've got here. Don't spend it being miserable every day. Anyways, talking about all this work makes me dot 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 so over it. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to today's podcast. That kind of wraps up our podcast for today. I really appreciate you guys listening. I hope you could reflect on some of this or even think about your own experiences in your own job, especially what you want to do for your resume and your future. Don't sweat it over work. Take time for yourself and do not become a burnout. Make sure you communicate with your boss and your team about what it is that you need. That's the biggest thing. And honestly, just say fuck it if you're miserable. Leave. Who cares? I will see you guys all in the next podcast. The next episode will be on Thursday and Friday. I decided that I will not be posting podcasts on Saturday and Sunday. And I have also concluded that my podcast routine schedule, for those of you who are listening and want to know when they will be coming out, from here on out after this Friday, it will be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday, and I will see you guys all in the next episode.